What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Daily Snap. Today we have a very long podcast of a discussion from the other night on Twitch uh, between myself and Neil discussing the balance updates along with tournaments and a couple other things like that. So if you're going to hang out, you're in for a ride. Um, hopefully you have a nice long drive that you're listening this to and really appreciate it. anyone that does make it all the way through. Please hit me up in the comments. Let me know if you disagree with anything we said. And... Um, Enjoy, guys. All right. Yeah, right? So now that we're not playing uh, bad Galactus decks, um, Thanos. That's, so, that's my secret, Dan. Um, that's your secret? They're, they're all bad. They're all bad. They're all bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always mad. The Galactus decks yeah. are always bad. <laughs> yep. That's the... Alright, so Thanos uh, just won our, our event, right? Uh, his nerf to yep. 10 power, I'm sure, meant absolutely nothing. Um, the uh, Space Stone... Not see one in play. The Space and... Stone absolutely mattered in your matchup, right? He got to move his, the Green Goblin out of a road. That was pretty it interesting. Did. It did. <laughs> um, so the Space Stone change is the huge change when it comes to Galactus. Uh, in ge- I'm sorry, uh, Thanos in general. Not necessarily the deck as a whole. But Thanos in general, the big change is the space zone change. Um, not being Which, able to move your card out of a lane, but now moving your card into a lane is just functionally completely different, right? Right. It it removes the ability for the deck to like win the random miser locations. Uh, it like, just removes uh, the ability. Or wonder. It just removes the ability to literally play every stone in your deck on a new lane because you moved your your lockjaw twice right with and and that's good <laughs> yeah it's very like, good the the way that they they change it so you can't lockjaw additional three times yeah is good yeah and yeah. and taking away the like the aspect of the deck that allows it to win all the miser locations is good right like like that's going to hurt its win rate yeah because the deck is uh now it's it's functionally a very cluttered deck, you know? So yes. they can't just play their normal game style anymore and just move stuff out of the way. It, it just functionally doesn't work right. that way anymore, which they, definitely still, makes the deck worse in that aspect. You like, still kind aspect. of can. Like, it it lets you break the lockup fairly, right? Like, it doesn't let you do bonkers stuff, but you can still, like if you plan a turn ahead, play your space stone and kind of like unlock yourself on one location. Well, yeah, but that's, um, that's much different than playing your space stone on your location with your lockjaw, flipping Magneto and moving your Magneto to sanctum. Right. Yes. You know, yes, so like for sure. you just can't do that anymore, which means like on sanctum, unless you, you know, are playing vision or yeah, Dr. Doom or whatever, like, you have no way to get there anymore, you know? Like, you have no way to interact with that. Pl- uh, Plunder Castle is another one. Like, that's a location where you're like, yeah, whatever, I'll just keep moving crap. Who's Like, no one's going to give a shit. I'll just, you know, move along. Like, the deck now, the Space Stone change is just actively going against what the normal deck wants to do, and it's cluttering a lane rather than spreading everything out, and I think that's the core problem. I think that's going to be... It's a significant change. Like, obviously, you play games without Quinjet, right? Like, you don't have Quinjet every game, so that's a change in itself, but, like... Space Stone is was such a crucial part of bouncing around the stuff and bouncing around the lockjaw that that's the biggest change for me, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. I mean, Space Stone was the thing that I would have hit mm-hmm. if I chose not to hit lockjaw. Right. Right. Like, so they chose not to hit lockjaw. 
So I think Space Stone is the one. Like, I like this change a lot. I, I agree. So Quinjet, uh, we talked a little bit earlier about it before, but, you know, I, it, to me, is the easiest change. Uh, it was the, I think, game mechanically functional, like functionality, it was easier to make this change than to do anything at all with the text on how Thanos works. Um, and the, yep. the, the thing that they stand behind the most is Thanos is specifically meant to put stones into the deck, which makes me assume that there is likely some other card in the pipeline that is affected by cards added to the deck. Uh, because yeah, that I mean, like... obviously we have uh, we have instances of this already a couple times, and uh, like the rock guys and dark hawk, are, you know, right, right, are care about that stuff. But right. you know, the other thing about the Quinjet is this change. Even if some people are upset about it, it brings it in line with the other effects that are similar. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the other one's all set to a minimum of one, right? Right. That I can. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Zabu does. I think Sarah does. Yeah. So I, I, think... I think Quinjet was the only one that, like, got around it. Right, so... Except for Beast. Does Beast say to a minimum of one? I don't think no, it does, Beast, right? No, Beast makes stuff cost zero. Yeah, yeah. But it... That's a little different, because you have to have invested in the card already. Like, uh, anything you zero with Beast, you've already paid for. Yeah, yeah. It just... I'm just saying that it doesn't... It, it... That would be the new one that doesn't do it. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But these these static ongoings that reduce the cost of your cards all have that text on them. Yeah. And Quinjet is just more in line with them now. Yeah. So even outside of the, like, I think this is a fine change to the Thanos deck. Yeah. Uh, it it just kind of cleans up some wording. Yeah. Um, I think it's fine. Red Skull goes from a 15 power to a 13 power and from buffing 2 to buffing 1. Um, I think it's a good change. I, uh, there was a lot of discussion in the Twitter post with Glenn Jones that they really thought about going to 12, which means that this card is still very much on the chopping block. Um, and if it still proves to be too high of a win rate, too good, too powerful, then I'd expect it to go to 12. So if there are any decks that try to play this card fairly, it's actually better than it was before. Uh, the problem sure. is, is that no one tries to play it fairly. So, like, the closest thing I can think of would be like the Dracula Zoo deck that played this card fairly. Um, where like sometimes you just put it into play. Well, that the other thing with this is that it, it it's definitely worse in the Sauron version of decks. Right. That was that was the example I was going to bring up. Beside yeah. Shuri. Yeah. So that's the kind of shitty thing. Is it like that? Like that version of the deck was already worse, you know. Yeah. Um. So. So now so it's it, just worse. It has again. <laughs> it has slightly. So it it made Shuri a little worse, though. Sure. Twenty six is still like a giant number. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Like but... I haven't I haven't like sat down and really done all the math, but like just from playing a billion games, like you don't get to those numbers in majority of the decks that are being played. Like you just. 30, 30 is not an achievable number for a lot of decks, and specifically in two different lanes, right? Like, yeah. So twenty six, while is it is smaller than um, thirty, it's still probably higher than the like 
even like above average number on most decks. Like to put it into perspective, I go back to the Silver Surfer before the his nerf, where even on Surfer's best days, he was probably in the mid twenties. You know, like your Brood Lane was probably like twenty three or twenty four on your best days, and this yeah. this still crushes that. You know, so it's like, fuck. yeah, I. I'm sure they did some math to figure it out. Right. It it, it, yeah, it, like, it definitely it's definitely there. It definitely exists. The to difference me, between just... twenty six and thirty doesn't feel very impactful to me. Like I'm trying to think of things in my head that like it, I don't think it does. I, I don't like I said, I, so I like, don't I don't think it's enough. I think going to the twelve would have been a way better play. But what, even what that... is the like what is like the average math on an inverted Iron Man lane? Well that could get pretty crazy for what it's worth. Like because he's worth ten by himself. Yeah, you, you're probably like let's set some saying. So like, there are fringe decks that can do it, but like, can that Iron Man do it in two lanes? You know what I'm saying? Like your mystique, oh, yeah, lane, that... <laughs> like like your mystique lane that you're Iron Manning in your Mister Negative deck is like, it's very unlikely that that one's going to be the same as the Iron Man lane. You know, so yeah, that's where it gets out of hand here. Is that like yeah, like I can match your Red Skull lane with my Iron Man lane, but like. Can I match your other thirty with your Taskmaster? Like, probably not. Right. I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I like. I don't think that there's any decks that. I mean that. Like, when I started the conversation with, I don't think there's really any decks that just want to put him into play as a five drop. No. And just like assume that he's a thirteen that pumps your opponent's guys, which. The thirteen that gives your opponent plus one is a better card in a vacuum than the fifteen that. Right. Gives your opponents plus two. Like right. that's just math. Right. right but nobody right. does that, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. It so it's like like a minuscule nerf to Shuri, a minuscule nerf to Taskmaster, and then kind of like a big nerf to Sauron and Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, those cards the, became less relevant. Right. Blanking his text is way less relevant now. Right. And uh not not that those cards are like tier one or anything, but they are playable, and it's like something that. Well, that's the point kind of... here is that it, it it would be interesting if they made the changes that would benefit those cards, you know. Um, right, like try to hit, try to do something that makes Shuri worse, but those cards better. Right, it would like, be to make some variation in the it, archetype. Because at least like the people that like went out and got Sauron would feel good about themselves, you know, like. But yeah. when when you went out and you spent six K tokens on a card, which is still six K tokens, I believe, right? Or did it did that one officially it's, drop down is, now? It is in the next drop down. I well that happened today, I think. So Oh well so, then so it now it's today. Four. <laughs> um so I guess that's like that helps, but realistically it's still like, man, I can't believe I spent my tokens on that when literally playing yeah, and, Cosmos and, and armor is just better. Sauron is still cool, right? Like I I mean it's. If... I like that it presents a new playline in the deck, but the problem is when that playline is just strictly worse than just yeah. doing, you know, the normal playline. That sucks. Like, and that's the real problem here is that, oh, I can play my Ebony Mull on turn six. Like, yeah, that's a cool playline, but like, if I could just play my Taskmaster that copied my giant Red Skull, that and then play Tatiana, does my does that two power really matter? Probably not. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah. I mean, you're I probably know. right. I, it 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 is an attempt at hitting the Shuri deck, obviously, and I I mean, I guess it does kind of because 
like you said, we're going to talk about a couple more cards. Like said, it got, hit, hit. got hit, like, four cards in the deck got hit. So, like, the deck definitely got worse. I just don't know that if it's, if Sherry's strict best play, like, if it's strict best line of play, is still beatable by any deck. I, I don't, I don't know that it is, you know? And that's the, that's the bigger problem here, is that when you just go armor, Cosmo, Sherry, Red Skull, Taskmaster, plus whatever, how do you ever lose those games, you know? Yeah, it's very difficult. So it's like like going to 26 power over 30 power in, I would say, 95% of your games, it's not going to make a difference. So, like, that's my problem is that all of these nerfs are great. They will overall affect game plays and choices yeah, made, but its best line of play, in my opinion, didn't get affected whatsoever. Yeah, it's kind of like the reverse of the first leader change. Right. Where they, like made some changes and this time they avoided hitting the specific card they're trying to like change around it to nerf yeah. surgery yeah but like like the first leader change you know they changed him it just took a power and it away. had no, it had zero effect it was a it, very it just, minimal it was like a it was like a two percent effect yeah it did like nothing right i mean that's right. potentially what this is going to look like i think Shuri. i yeah because like i said so she hulk gets also gets a nerf arrow gets a nerf right now ner the arrow nerf is incredibly warranted the she hulk nerf is also very likely incredibly warranted um having a one nine is still insane like no matter which way we look at it here but yep. so <laughs> you know you're talking about and then taskmaster so it's not that taskmaster got nerfed it's just that they like correctly fixed cards that didn't make any sense uh yeah so taskmaster being able to copy a corpse didn't make any sense uh, and the same thing goes for mystique and for absorbing man like those things all make what? a lot of sense that if they're not in play to actually track them correctly then why are they doing it um he just he just learned from their mistake right 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 he watched he watched red skull get killed by shang chi because that's yeah. something that happens exactly and then he's like oh i'm just not gonna get kicked yeah i'll just, I'll just <laughs> i'm just gonna copy the corpse it's fine <laughs> um but yeah i, I think that like the all of it, it's a lot, right? So it's like, technically there are more changes to the cookie or the meta Sherry deck. Uh, but at the core of it, Sherry still remains. And even if all of these changes are enough to affect the meta deck, again, in quotation marks, you can still play Vision. You can still play Miss Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel. You can still play... Any other above average stat card on a bad quote Arrow, bad character. Arrow is actually better with Sherry now. Arrow is actually better with Sherry because she's sixteen power and she probably wins whatever she's pulling anyway. Um, it's like, yeah. Like again, that that might not matter very much, and, no. and Arrow as a card herself is is worse. But right. Like, but sixteen power is power, like, still sixteen the, power. Yeah. And you're moving stuff away, and Taskmaster. It's the difference. It's the difference between Arrow beating a destroyer and not beating a destroyer, or a Galactus, like, or well, I I just, I just meant by sheer number. But well, yeah, but even it, like it, you know, it's still probably be it's still going to be Professor X. It's going to be like a ton of shit that it's supposed to beat. Uh, it's just yeah. not going to be, it's not going to be an automatic win, as it is in so many games now. Like when your opponent's like, oh, I can play three cards, I can spread them out, I can win these two lanes, and you're like, no, you can't. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's that's not going to exist anymore, which is a good thing. Yeah, I um, mean, she was the best card in the game, like yeah, for sure. So just um, 
And then, so the Morbius change, we, the Morbius and Null changes were just like corrections on I, how they work mechanically in different so, zones. So I'm, I dislike this uh-huh. just because they're different. Yeah. And I know that it's like impossible to track Null's power. So they want to have it in hand. So you like don't have to kill yourself. Like, just yeah, adding up stuff and memorizing I, it. I think I think until but, they mechanically change the game to where you can identify cards in your in the destroy pile, it has to be this way. Yeah, but I, I just don't see any reason that Morbius is different. That, I that's agree. Just, it just it well, hurts it's, me that it's the that same, they're different than each other. It's well, it's also the same thing for uh, for Devil Dinosaur because Devil Dinosaur could theoretically always track how many cards are in your hand. You know. So like why yeah, can't or Ronin I guess right any of those cards so why can't any of those cards work that way like I the, I I agree that I would probably rather them all act like Null than Null be that would make the game different. easier like whatever you know like who cares you know I don't know I agree I I don't care what they do but right. I'm with you I think they should all do the same thing I right. don't know why they're different <laughs> right right so I don't know and then the widow's bite was just a clarification I don't know anyone that thought widow like they were getting around widow's bite but whatever um and then the only I, I like read through this none of it is really important at all but this is the most interesting one was that sacred timeline was actually like broken because uh, I I was always very confused when your sacred timeline copied the card at, at its current state and not at its original state. So you're just like, oh yeah, my card got buffed with whatever, and Weird. now now I copied it in my hand. I'm like, that seems kind of dumb. Like, so I'll be honest, I didn't know it did that because yeah. I never win sacred timeline. <laughs> well, that's because you play Galactus. I, I actively <laughs> try not to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, the uh, I thought it was interesting that it was actually a buff. I was like, oh, or there was a bug. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Everything else here is pretty much bullshit. I like that they tell us the known issues, etc. But, you know, nothing else really matters. So yeah, the drop-down was Zabu, Sauron, Shauna, Dazzler, and Shadow King. Um, so I don't have Sauron, Dazzler, or Shadow King. Luckily for me, I had all of these cards already, so I didn't get my free card from the shop that apparently other people got. Um, but yeah. So you got free cards for the... So if... Uh, so that in the game with the update today, there is a um, cards can now be acquired in the shop in two different sections. Choose your card. Series three cards have been separated to their own shop section instead of purchasing one series three instead of purchasing one series three card a month with tokens. Player can now choose one series three card to unlock each month for free and save the tokens oh. for series four and series five cards. So basically, like. For you and I, if the drop down had happened today and you did not have Mbaku, Orca, or Atuma, I, I got Mbaku like a week and a half ago. Okay, but like that was I had the other ones. Had you not, there would have been this new section in your in the shop section of the game, and it would have been like series three card, and it's on its own rotation. So there's still like a rotation for it and everything, um, and you could have acquired the Mbaku basically for free right away i like that um, i mean it's it sucks that it doesn't help me at all but i like it like so what's interesting about it is that it's i think it's technically a slower rate to acquire the series three cards uh if like for example we have a couple friends now in the discord that just started playing the game like two or three weeks ago or like um 
like even my wife. So my wife just hit like 600 collection level or something like that. Right. So for her, the the token shop before was always just a let's get it done to get to the end game. Now it's like okay, you're in the end game right now because you're getting the tokens at the end game rate, which is nice. But it's gonna take you way Did longer. They did they change the percentage chance of opening cards in the I, in the ladder? I like the tracker? I think they might have a little bit, but I don't see any confirmations particularly here on numbers. But what they did was now if you're series three incomplete and you were to open a chest that has a hundred tokens, instead of it being a hundred tokens, it's that two hundred to six hundred roll that we get. Right. So that's the big change for them, is now is Every time they would open 100 tokens, instead, they would open 200 to 600 Wait, tokens. Well, isn't it... I thought that the 200 to 600 replaced a card. Exactly. So for, for Series 3 players that are incomplete, this is only for Series 3 players. But we can still open the 100 cash? Correct. But, wow. Right. So this is all about giving them the ability to have more tokens is, earlier to buy endgame yeah, this stuff. Yeah, this is like... This is like the catch-up pass. Right, that's that's exactly what it is, uh, 100%. So, well, I mean, I was already kind of like... Like, the addition of the token shop when it came out was a, was a good thing. It right. has made many of the cards in the game much more accessible for everyone, and it has made, at every level of play, giving you, like, the ability to target the cards that you want. Um, yeah. But the token shop specifically, I think widened the gap between free-to-play players and pay-to-play players. Right. And I don't say that as a negative because the token shop is a positive for free-to-play players yeah. as well as a positive for pay-to-play players. Right. But it 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 increased... It just... It, just, it was better for the pay-to-play players. Right? Yeah, because they could specifically um, target things that they wanted. Well, they just have much more access to tokens so that well, there's that, but I my mean, point is, is that um, you can't ever get a series like uh, unless you're me today specifically and unlock two yeah, series okay. five cards <laughs> from caches. I don't. I just got. And they're like, that. like not only are they, did you open two series five cards from caches, but you open like two playable ones that are very unique. Well, it's not even that Whereas... they're playable. It's that they're still going to be series five for like another six to eight weeks, which is the crazier thing. Well, uh, the the master mold even longer, right? So like yeah. Ghost will drop down next month, but Master Mold won't drop down for until May, you know? So Yeah. Those that was even more Insane. fortunate, uh, and luck, right? But neither here nor there. Um, because I'm great. Yeah. I opened a the one series five card that I've opened is uh Cent Sentry. Yeah. Great job. You know? Yeah, great job. Great, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, the the fact that you could never really unlock series five from caches, the token shop was phenomenal because you're like, okay, well, I can't unlock those through caches pretty much ever, but I can target it specifically, like what card I want with when I get my tokens, etc. So that's what made it better for spenders because not only were they spending more money to advance their collection levels, but they were able to specifically target these cards that free-to-play players right. are never going to acquire. Right. And and the free-to-play players had that opportunity as well, but they also, like you said, used the token shop as a let's finish Series 3 Yeah, because rather than I want this I mean, Thanos. Be before, if you were trying to save for Thanos, you would 
probably become series three complete before getting six thousand tokens. Right. It was like a month and a half. <laughs> if was... you if you just grind it. Yeah, it's you a could long have time. one one six thousand token card on what, free to play. What I like about but... the change specifically is 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 A, it is the gap, right? So it's this thing. And I've been saying this, honestly, you can go back to like November and I probably said this on a video somewhere where what I find really bad about the game moving forward is that in six months I said granted once again said this in November in six months how will I convince my friends to finally get into Marvel Snap without telling them hey the only way you're going to catch up is if you spend like four or five hundred dollars a month that there's no way you can convince people that the game is yeah. fundamentally good if you have to tell them the only way you're going to catch up is if you spend a bazillion dollars so now it's just not going to be that that way anymore now you're going to play the natural progression of the game which is fine because you're going to have the ability to get these tokens at the same rate as us. I do believe we have like a 7% buff or something like that. I think that's where it comes in. I think our chance of getting tokens increased the odds. So that's where our 7% buff comes in. But like the point is, is that for those players that are just getting into the game today or got into the game two weeks ago, you know, even a month ago, this change is so huge because it went from going, Oh, Hey, there's that sweet card that came out, but like I only have 700 tokens. I'm never gonna get 3,000, you know. Whereas yeah. now it's like now you're gonna play the game at his normal progression. You're gonna play through series three. They're gonna give you one free card a month. And granted, you don't have to take the first card. It's gonna rotate like a normal shop. So it's like if the first card is in Baku, don't right. and it, don't take in Baku. You know, <laughs> like, just don't yeah, do it. Uh, it's it's good. I mean, obviously you and I have invested in this game heavily, and Correct. I'm not salty about this change. No, I'm right? not, like, because this is this is the only way for the game to grow, right? It's the only way. Right. The, the, the game can't if, grow in the current state that it was in. I'm sure that there are a lot of people out there that are like, well, why did I waste all my money, you know, getting to where we're at? And I'm like, well, because I, you enjoyed the game, you want to support the game. Like, But yeah. that's that's just a bad attitude to have. If you want the game to have a future, yeah. you need to, you, the point you need is, to collect these other players and the game, add them to the player base. The game has to grow. Like, the game can't yeah. just, like... You, we can't get to July, right? And then be like, well, where's the game at? Well, it's still a pretty fun game, but like the problem is is that any new player that comes in is like literally a year and a half behind and it's not very fun for them. Like you can't like you can't live in that world because then there's just no involvement for new players whatsoever. Right. And and there's no way that because of the way that they produce cards, like the way they add cards to the card pool like for a month or whatever and they almost don't get out of the card pool for a month after that. Right. Uh, there's no way there could ever be like a set rotation. Right. You know, that's, right, that's right. kind of what keeps the, like the only thing that they can change is the new players fresh in a paper CCG is like, right. There's a rotation. So they, you can play like a standard format. They could theoretically update cards in series one and series two. Um, like if they wanted to, like if for whatever reason, let's just say, um, I don't know. Mbaku, right? Let's just go right back to Mbaku. <laughs> like, you could put Mbaku in Series Two, and it probably would not make any difference whatsoever to the Series Two experience. The only thing it does is change the actual collection level tracks experience. Um, but in Series Two, I don't even think that matters at all. So that's the thing. So for me, the only real change they could they could do again to make it faster for collection level is that they would have to increase the odds of getting a card. So maybe instead of like the one in eight boxes that it is with the pity timer, it went to like a one in four and that would be the next way to like increase those odds for 
the collection level gains, and that's probably what that probably will happen. You know, like I don't see a reason why. At some point, there's no, there's just no disadvantage for getting there's... players into the game faster. Yeah, because like they, there will always be something for the whales to chase. There like, should be because of like there, there always just will be if they continue yeah. this, like per like hard model, right? Right. right. Um. So having something that is feels better for the free to play players and the new players, I think, is just all positive. Well, even the long, even if you look at this long term, like this is the right. Okay, so right now this is the hey, here's how we're gonna catch people up, right? Well, let's say they don't do this. Well, if they don't do this, then there's no way they could ever do what they did before and said, hey, here's series four and series five. Here's eighteen cards all at once. There's no way they could ever do that because like yeah. because the, the the players would be so so much further further behind that they would never have any chance at these things. Like you know like oh yeah, here's yeah. here's 20 brand new cards by the way. Uh you won't look at this for 6 months. Like you can't do that, right? So like this is like step 1 in my opinion to where like okay, they're doing this now. It's been 4 months uh since series 4 and series 5 were released. This means that like maybe, like, I'm not saying this is a guarantee, but like maybe sometime in the next three or four months, they could go, okay, we're going to release 20 cards at once again. You know, like it's, yeah, it, 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 it makes it, cool. it makes it, it possible. Cool to see another quote unquote set. Right. Thing. Right. Right. Um, because that, I mean, we've seen it two months in a row now yeah. where the meta has gotten stale very quickly in the, in the season. Right. Like, and, and for what it's worth, I don't think this patch update really did anything to help that. Sure, I I mean, I don't disagree with you. Yeah, it just made the, it the made Thanos the, and the Shuri deck are, are it, not going to it made, change dramatically. It made the best decks weaker, but like it didn't make any new deck exist. So, right, yeah. and and the cards that they've added this month, like maybe Master Mold makes a new archetype, but it still doesn't seem like it, it's well, going it, to compete at the it, level. It makes a new archetype, it's just not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just not. If Ronan is still just not good. <laughs> So we, we've gone through this weird shift yeah. where the season cards were too good. Yep. Right? Yep. Then Well, too good Mo is Modoc in quotation marks, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, Zab Zabu was way too good. Zabu was way Surfer, too good. Surfer was pretty, was pretty good. Surfer was fine. But Surfer, yeah. Surfer still had a metagame. Right. But yeah. I agree. Go ahead. Continue so, with your point. So... I think Modoc was perfect. Like, or at least as close to it as you can get feasibly as a human being. Like, the Modoc deck He's was close. good. It was different. And the meta, at least at the beginning of the Modoc season, wasn't super stale yet. Sure. Right? Sure. This season, Nimrod. Nimrod is a very cool card. Like, I think it is interesting and it is flavorful to the like source material so i'm i'm very happy with with nimrod as a card but it didn't the nim quote unquote nimrod archetype had essentially no impact at all so we, we've instead of it being too good and having a huge impact we went to like Mo modak where it's kind of in the middle and kind of where i think it should be to nimrod that has done nothing yeah and, I... 
I think the I, core... I think that's a bad tr- like we want to go back up next month. I think I I don't which know which I, we... I I currently don't think we're going to uh with it's the hit monkey. Yeah, Is that the... I, I don't think it's gonna do. I don't know what it does, but it I was it, it's it's just another deck that requires you to kind of do everything, and that deck loses to leech, so people are gonna hate it. Um, <laughs> so like I it's... so okay. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, the card's really cool. It's really interesting, but I, I, as it currently stands right now, I, I, I think we're trending in the in the same direction Nimrod is, and I think that's the problem. So here's my here's my here's my kickback for you. The reason why I think the Surfer and the Zabu seasons, regardless of power level, right? We don't. We'll just take that away for a moment here. The reasons why I think they're successful is because they forced change. And Modok really didn't force change. I do, mo- I do think Modok is closer uh, in this conversation, but the Nimrod was the exact opposite. The Nimrod right. literally does nothing at all for the metal game, doesn't compete anywhere at all, already has 10,000 things in the game that were already being played in so many different decks that were actively bad for it. You know, like just infinite amounts of things that are bad about this card. And the problem with that is that because of the way last season went, I think this particular season in general was the worst season that you could have, like, undersold the season pass card. Because we were coming off of a season where, for two straight weeks, Thanos was absolutely dominant. It was unbelievably, ridiculously powerful. And then you came out with a brand new card that 100% of the people playing the game have access to immediately... It's not to the fault that only 40% of the players buy it, right? But, like, the point is is that even in that 40% of the players that buy it, the fact that it did nothing for them is the worst part. Uh, Because you already had two weeks of a metagame that was pretty much complete, and there wasn't really anything changing for two two extreme weeks. And then you had a brand new card that has every ability in the world to affect the – literally throw off the entire curve of the game – if done if done well but it didn't do that so now we had another th- like two and a half three weeks of the same meta game and then this patch hits and while the patch is good and it nerfs a bunch of things that needed to be nerfed there was no buffs and my question becomes like okay if thanos was s tier it's still tier one right so like it's just not it's just not unbeatable anymore it's not 50% win rate against everything in the game, right? Great. Well, we, we don't know that either. Right, right, right. But I'm <laughs> it saying... It might still be those things. I'm saying that's the hope, obviously. Um, yeah. And then if Sherry was, you know, you know, S, S1A or whatever, whatever the hell you want to put it at, these nerfs all help, but is it enough to say this is still isn't a Tier 1 deck? I, I, I don't know, right? And I think that's where the real problems become is that when I look at this and I look at that this patch, everything I see about it is it's not fixing the problems. It's just like correcting the super problematic cards. But where they restrain themselves doesn't feel like it's going to be enough to make an impact on the metagame. Like, yes, I agree. Other, I, car- I mean, other decks' win rates are going to go tendency. up. But, you know. Yeah, we've we've seen them have a tendency to like be fearful of the nerf hammer yeah in the past which i'm um, fine like i'm fine with that at all 
I just think the problem is that if we don't get another balance patch until April 21st, that it's just going to feel like we played 10 weeks of the same metagame, and that's a problem. Yes, that... I, I agree with you. I think that that is a likely outcome mm -hmm. because I, I agree with you for the most part about the potential impact of these changes, but we it's it's still yet to be seen. Right. So right. like maybe it will make a big difference. Maybe they've done their homework and, and it will settle things a little bit, but the, you know, you're right. I, I think the worst thing that we can end up having is just, another four weeks of the same. Like if, if it's and... still just, well, Thanos is relatively the most consistent deck and Sherry's the second most consistent deck. And all we really did was give you a 5% win rate or a 5% win, like loss rate in certain matchups. It's like, that's not going to be enough to sway people away from playing these decks, you know? So I don't know. That's my general fear, but we shall see. Um, Nonetheless, while we're here, so Glenn Jones uh, makes a tweet today, which obviously has a million responses to it, and some of them are really interesting, so I wanted to bring them up. Uh, so this is Marvel's That Balance update. was a tough one with a lot of variables, and I know the nature of patch notes means they won't answer all your questions or concerns. To the end, I'll answer select queries about the balance changes from today's replies in this thread. Um... Since a lot of it, since it's coming a lot, uh, coming up a lot, there's only one. There's only been one strong deck using Leech, and nerfs to Thanos decks weaken him too. Our time to implement behavior VFX changes is also limited. We decided to take more time and find a change we liked and could make, then see it, see if it was warranted. Uh, so obviously. A lot of people want to see Leap get nurtured. Um, and I'm not here to tell anybody that they're wrong or that it's inaccurate or that the card is good or bad for the game. But uh, I can say that hindsight, looking at the leader nerf, that card is incredibly unplayable now. Uh, so it went from being one of the more annoying cards to play against in the entire game... But, like, you could, and I'm saying this in, in, like, a really nice way, is that, like, there were decks designed to beat Leader. And there was enough of them that I felt, like, had they just taken Leader to, like, a two power, you probably would have been way closer to some of the problems that was really even still incurring with the card. But they didn't go that route at all. They went and full swap changed it to a whole other different text box. And they saw how bad that is for the card. So they're definitely fearful of doing this with Leech. Now, under your opinion, what is your general feeling of Leech? Do you think the card needs to be totally reworked? Or do you understand its purpose in the game? Well, that, that's two different questions. Because if you're asking my personal opinion, <laughs> yeah. that you can go straight to hell. Like, <laughs> okay. I want to resolve Galactus. But sure, sure. As, from from the designer's point of view or from like like the average gameplay point of view i i think an effect like that needs to exist mm -hmm. it's an area of design that is underutilized right now in the game mm -hmm. um is like 
hand disruption. The only thing we have is like Black Bolt, like Black Widow or Black uh, Widow, Black, Black Bolt, Iceman, uh... Moon Knight. Right, but none of those things are like they're not like targeted enough, right? Like, right, like traditionally in lots of card games, there's a thought seize, right? Like, there's right. like look at your opponent's hand and make them discard a card. Yeah, there's no and, there's no card in the game that currently lets you look at your opponent's hand. Right, and it, it doesn't have to literally look at your opponent's hand. Sure. It just... They want an effect that's like an underdrop of some kind, and Leech is like barely an underdrop, but it right. it is an underdrop in the realm of the game that that's where they want the disruption in, because we see other effects on 5 that are... Uh, like miser effects, like Black Bolt is a bad one, or like Sandman is the new five. Mm -hmm. Um, so like if your opponent, because there's a lot of decks that have these big explosive turn six, and they want some disruption for that, right? And so, could they make a leech that like looks at your opponent hand and blanks one? Like honestly, that might even be better than what it is now. Uh, so I, I don't know how they fix it without ruining it because if they, if they make him like a three, like if he's like, he's like a, like a two for three or something that just blanks a random card, then he's just moon Knight, Right. Like, and I don't, so I don't know where you, where we get an effect like that, that that's effective because while all the big turn six decks are flashy and cool, uh -huh. like there needs to be stuff to rein those in. Right, I, I just I think that there does. So right, right. Well, I think that's the. It's really funny because I think Leech is like really close to the ultimate poker card, um, because it it really does keep everybody kind of uh fair, you know, like fair and honest in a way, to where yeah. like, you know, if I compare it to like the turn, you know, like the turn, there's. You are you're almost working with completely perfect information at all times, and you can make your best decisions on turn five, right? Like that's that's where like you can truly know, in most cases, if you're going to win a game or not. And a card like Leech creates it. It just it actually like enforces that leverage in games, whereas like in certain decks that like Mister Negative or you know uh, like the Bounce decks like. All of these decks that, and there's a bunch of them, honestly, that, that that are setting up to do these like incredibly remarkable things. Like Death Wave is another example. Like all of these cards are yeah, trying even to like, do... even like Sarah Control. Right, like... right, right. There's all these decks are just trying to they're trying to completely forget turn five. In all honesty, they're like I'm gonna play my I'm gonna play my Wave or I'm gonna play my Sarah or I'm gonna play like whatever setup I need for Mister Negative. <laughs> I'm not gonna play any cards and then make a couple of She Hulks or something. Right, right, right. Like... So like all of those cards, all of those uh, decks in general are cheating turn five. And because of that, you, your opponent can't make a informed decision. And Leech is the opposite. Leech is removing all of that from everybody. And it is what it is. But like the truth is, is that I would much rather lose a cube or two on turn five than stay in a game where I don't have enough information to know what my opponent's going to do and then lose eight. And I don't think anyone's really considering that, in my honest opinion. Like, yeah, in... everybody. the The thing that people fall into in card games is that 
there's a certain level of play and and I'm I'm gonna use above and below. So I mean I maybe some people will be offended, but I hope they won't because like card games are all about goals and if your goal is to play for fun, you should play for fun. And if your goal is to play competitively, you should play competitively and do whatever you want that makes you happy. But right. in this for this example, I'm gonna use above and below as like kind of a level of play system. Um so in all card games, in my experience, there is this level of play that you reach where you stop just caring about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And some percentage of the population that plays games only cares about what they are doing, and they want what they are doing to be cool and fun, so they want to see those, like... Like... Like, they want to have their big turns. They want to... They want to play their cards, not worry about what you're doing, and just, like, you know, go off, essentially. Right, which... And and I, here's the other thing. And, I'm not sure if this is like a mobile game thing, right? Like maybe this is like people are just so used to playing like this PVE mobile grinder thing, right? Where it's like you never actually have interactions with opponents that often, you know? Like, um, right? I I mean that's a good that's point. It might be worse it. in this environment than even because, in normal card games, right? Because like you you and I as players, we understand these things. Like uh, these things exist in every game we've ever played in some form, right? Right. Um, and I think maybe that's why, like, yeah, I, like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I like to be Leech, right? Like, that's just not true. <laughs> like, it sucks. But I, I, I have to constantly go back to this reminder of, well, if I didn't get Leeched, and instead my opponent was playing some deck that I could never truly accurately understand what they're going to do in the final turn, and I lost eight cubes because of it, I'd probably feel a lot worse <laughs> like than just yeah, taking my but, two cube loss. Right, but nobody makes that comparison because nobody nobody thinks about like, well, if my opponent wasn't playing Leech, they'd be playing like what whatever negative man or whatever right. explosive nonsense. Right. But yeah, so I, I just think there's a percentage of players that like think that Leech is too much of a feel bad for themselves. Yeah, and I and agree. I get that. Like I totally like get I it. Unfortunately that's why they invented but, the retreat button in the game. <laughs> right <laughs> so the thing about it you know like you were saying that it, it keeps you honest it, it is important that an effect like that mm -hmm. that beats those big turn six combo decks exists in the game right even if it's like kind of bad even which i think leech is kind of bad I, I mean like, like there are times where you're <laughs> not supposed to play him yeah and so it just it just needs to be there it's like like my friend adam hates the card Shang-Chi. Sure. Like, he just, he just hates Shang-Chi. Sure. And and I told him, you know, I I agree, like, he's he's kind of unfun, and, but that effect needs to exist. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like, Shang-Chi is a little different than Leech because he's much better than Leech, but it's, it's the same kind of thing where, like, because Shang-Chi exists in the game, it alters how decks are built, and it alters how choices are made from, like, even, like, you we were talking about, like, how you collect cards right. like like the choices you make when when you're picking from the new shop or whatever right. will be altered by the fact that these these cards exist and that's good because like imagine if arrow didn't exist right like i would just be playing galactus every day all the time and just winning 80 <laughs> percent of games yeah right like I mean, your win rate like, might be close in that range anyway so sure it's it's important that these miser effects exist, yeah. And like, 
I don't know that Leech is in its correct iteration, but I don't think it should be removed from the game. Right. Uh, and I, I don't think it should be, like you were using the leader comparison, I don't think it should be significantly changed to where it does something totally different. No, I agree. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, there are... It, to to my understanding, I mean, just reading the tweet, like, it, it almost feels like it's going to happen. Um, whether or not where it lands or stays is, I guess, up for debate. You know, Bravo in chat here is suggesting that it hits, like, the highest card in their hand or tied for highest cards and things like that. I I don't think that would fix majority of people complaining it about it. It would still whatever. make it good against me. Um, but... <laughs> my, my, like, only suggestion for trying to keep the card like within the same realm is that it just affects the lane that it's played on. So it just like, you know, uh, like null... any, any cards, any cards that go there are blanked for the rest of the game. Yeah, basically like, so yeah. like maybe that's like a, a direction to think about it. Like just to keep the concept the same. Um, we should, it should just hit both players. I would be terrible. Right. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You would, I don't think you'd play that card. I mean, I guess I you. I guess you would play it because you would just play Infinite and just have a twenty power dude. Well, that's true. I guess it's probably, <laughs> probably not not healthy with Infinite, but uh, uh, but I, I guess that's what you like or Giganta, like whatever. There's options. Um, so maybe I don't know. For me, it it is what it is, and I I would much rather see the cards that got nerfed today get nerfed than Leech get nerfed. So I think like that's the one thing I'll definitely say that's positive about this is that. I think Leech people will always remember the two, they remember two things, all right? And this is in every game, right? They remember when they got to do this really incredibly super ridiculous awesome thing, and then they remember when their opponent completely hosed them and they didn't get to do it. You know, like right. they, the, they, the, the, people remember negative things more. Right. So they remember right. the big the 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 number one thing you remember are the super bad beats. Yeah. Followed closely by the what I assume is game winning like, story. <laughs> No, 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 no. There's one in between. Oh, there's, okay. There's the incredible bad beats. Yeah. Then then there's the, you had the super nutso combo, but got leeched. Yep, 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 yep. yep. And then the next thing is yeah, that you fair. got to go off. Like, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so, but yeah, let me, let's move past leech. I'm done. Yeah. He, he didn't get nerfed, and it is what it is, right? Right. We're both kind of on the same page that we don't think he deserves it yet. I don't. Unless I, really, some, I think unless something in the game really changes, I don't think he will. I think he's. I think he's meant to be an annoying piece of shit, and in yep. life, in life, you have annoying pieces of shit. That's just that's, that is what it is. Uh, I understand that there aren't a lot of ways to nerf Sherry because of how she's designed, but what went into the nerfing of Red Skull so gently? I was honestly expecting something dramatic like a 512 with the plus two text so glenn's response here is well at a 512 with plus two i think he is likely unplayable without sherry which is probably fair and he deserves to live i do think the chances we need to move him down again which is fortunately easy enough to do that i don't mind starting soft so basically that's what i was trying to say earlier is that they went to a 13 but they are like they have plans to go to a twelve if if it's required. So like, it's good to know that it's it's somewhat okay to be wrong up front in a way. You know, at least they like they're just admitting to it. Like yeah, like it might not be enough, but if it's not enough, then we'll get it next time. I don't know. I guess you're supposed to feel good about that. 
Uh, so this is the... Well, Go ahead. So, like we were talking about before, the change to Red Skull, like... It's hard to accurately predict what's going to happen, right? right? Like, you and I think that it's not really going to change very much. Um, And honestly, like, just, just from, like, a theming point of view, Red Skull might be, in my opinion, the biggest, like, letdown of a card. Oh, sure. Because Red Skull is, like, one of the classic awesome, you know, Avengers villains. Sure, sure. And just because he's, like, underutilized in the MCU doesn't mean he's not more awesome than Thanos or Galactus or any of them. Sure. Uh, so, like, him just being just the a big, big number... Just big, dumb idiot. ...doesn't feel right. Because he never was a big, dumb idiot. No, like, he's... he was, like... He's, like, not... He's not super strong, right? He's, like, I... Captain America strong. And he's a schemer. He's, like, a... like. Like, Leader agree. got to be so dope, and Leader is so dumb. <laughs> I will agree that uh, he is probably a miss in terms of thematically how he should work. Right, and and that's okay. I mean, the game obviously has lots of cards. Like, like Shang-Chi, for instance. I don't know why he can kick Thanos to death, right? Like... You know, it doesn't really make any sense, so he's just like a card that they wanted to exist. Right, right, right. But, right, right. but Red Skull... Yeah. He just... He, I don't know. He he seems like a card that deserves more lo- love than he got in yeah. the design. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, I agree with Glenn Jones. It's sad that he's essentially nothing without Shuri. Like, he just... He's just a nothing. Yeah. I mean, like, for like, what it's worth, I hit... In the Zabu season, I hit infinite with with the Red Skull in my deck. So like, but, he's not. But nothing. you were just he, but he was Dracula fodder then, right? Like that. Was yes, the that's exactly what he was. <laughs> right. So, so it's like a similar thing where like you're not playing no I, a Red Skull deck, and you're I, honestly barely even playing the Red Skull at all. Like no, I'm playing him because he has 15 power. That's those the yeah. Right, and you would have been playing Giganto if Giganto was a 15, right? Yeah, like... I was also playing Giganto, so yeah. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> exactly. Like, it just it feels bad that that a character as iconic as that is just kind of like a miss. And like they, I am very pro them trying to make him playable on his own. I guess. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, why no buffs to cards that are severely underutilized, like Crystal, Mordo, etc., etc.? And the the quick response was, we have plans to strengthen a number of underplay cards in the future. Stay tuned. It's a good answer, but it's like, I wish we already had it. That's my I... my question is, like, why would you? It is a waste of time to spend time and energy on cards that are memes like like maybe crystal could be moved to a place where that card is playable uh-huh. but baron mordo like that card's never going to be good and the reason i say that is it's... not because baron mordo himself isn't going to be good sure it's because there's a tier of cards like a class of cards that are all very replaceable among each other and when they say oh well we're going to buff baron mordo that's just someone in chat saying, like, well, Baron Mordo's my favorite character. I wish he was better than all these other two threes. I mean, sure, but what if he was a one three? Yeah, but why Baron Mordo and why not Viper? Why that's, not? That's not like, the point I'm saying, though, is that they could very easily make Baron Mordo playable. 
Right. But what, what I'm saying is like, like, why are they, that energy should be used on it. So the, the like, the reason like why fixing the cards that are problems, not, I don't think so. Here's my, I'm, I'm going to defend this person. Real quick. I don't think this has anything to do with those two cards he mentioned and everything to do with the fact that you can go to any tracker website and just search what the 10 least player cards in the game are. And these just happen to be two of the least played cards in the game. Like it could right. be, it could be any name insert here, and it would it probably would have said those things. But this is this is the issue for me is that people only focus on the ends of the spectrum. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Like, so we talk about the ones at the top because the ones at the top they obviously have addressed, yep. or at least they're trying to address. Right. Because the only people that really care about this are the people playing at the highest level, right? Like the highest competitive level. Because if your goal is just to play Baron Mortar decks and have fun you get you have that choice that choice right. is available to you yeah and and master mold helped you sure yeah absolutely <laughs> and but that that's exactly my point is like rather than caring about baron mordo at all right. they printed a card that like made that archetype better right you know and that's a much better way to deal with baron mordo specifically i 100 percent and and these people that want that like just like googled what are the what are the least played cards like Card games are not perfectly balanced. If we buff Baron Mordo and he moves to like 15 from the bottom of least played cards, that just means there's another card in the bottom 10 that next time you're going to say, well, why isn't this card buffed? Well, it's the and same. It's, it's like you said, it's the it's, same. It's the same argument for the top 10 cards. Like you're, you're right. You, but the, you, the top you, 10 cards matter more. No, but my point is that you nerf the top okay. 10 cards and then now there's a new top 10 cards that you want nerfed. Like it, it'll right. never end. Right. I agree. And and I believe that nerfs and bans are negative, and that that buffs are better, and that the yeah. best solution is printing new cards that kind of that like attempt to fix the problem rather than making any changes to existing cards at all. Yeah. But these bottom cards, like they, they're not going to matter to anyone that isn't just a fan of that character. And I mean, unless it makes I'm, it good. Unless. Well, but, like, do you really think that, like, like let's say they, they buff Baron Mordo slightly. Enough to get him out of, like, like we'll say he becomes the 51st percentile. So, sure. like, like one better than half. I mean, like I said, if you Has just that make, changed? If, if you just make him a one-cost card, he's absolutely playable. Well, yeah, a three-for-one is obviously very good. That's what I'm saying. But that's, that's literally, like, in one second I made that card playable. So like right, but you, you could do all you it. did was all yeah. you did was push something else down the list, right? Like of course, like what that's I'm saying exactly what I did. But that's my point is that uh, where I agree with you is that we're always gonna have ten shitty cards. Like there's there's no right. debate and, there. And all the stuff that's like in the bottom half, and and I don't even mean like like this applies to cards that are essentially unplayable, right? Like sure, they're not literally unplayable. They're just replaceable by other cards that are better. I mean, and that's yeah. fine. That's always going to exist, right? Or we're going to stop printing cards, and we don't want to stop printing cards, right? So what I'm saying is, like, we take Baron Mordo from maybe like is maybe Baron Mordo is the least played card in the game. We make him the 51th percentile. Mm -hmm. We have not changed the number of people that care about this card. Mm -hmm. We have not changed the number of people that will play this card. So that energy that we've spent there, that could have been used to design new cards, or could have been used to fix like the meta problems we've been talking about, is wasted. And this isn't to put down anyone that wants to play Baron Mordo. Like, I think he's a unique effect. I think he's, like, an interesting effect. But so I think not every card is meant to be 
in the top of the meta, in the like tier A tier or S tier decks, some cards have to exist to make the other cards good. Like if the only card that existed was Thanos, then everyone would have a Thanos and nothing else, right? Like it just yeah. there I, have to be cards that are bad. I I agree that there will always be cards that are bad. Um, the only counter that I'm gonna have, and I don't really want to spend too much more time after this on this particular subject, is uh, the card acquisition plus the card additions to the game means like you can't just go, oh, we're going to make three new cards that make Baron Mordo better because it would take five months for that to happen anyway. So like a card like Master Mold in theory makes Baron Mordo better, but this is the first card that was ever printed that makes Baron Mordo better, right? So that's kind of – it is what it is. Like I, I totally get what you're saying. Right. I just think that in the end, it's like, no matter just, what, no matter I want, what the I want to, <laughs> I want to spread the word that it's okay that cards are bad. Yeah, like yeah. this is something that, this is something that I seem to always get pushback on in whatever game is like. I'm not telling you not to play it. If you like that card and you want to play it, go play it. Sure. Like, that's that's totally fine. I'm not saying like, like you shouldn't be doing the things that are bad. Like, do the things that are bad if they make you happy. But the game, if you care about the card being good and it being the card that you like, you're telling someone else that likes the card Thanos that, like, that should be worse, right? Like, right, right. right and right. and you shouldn't be telling other people how to play. Well, the worst part That's... about Thanos is that Thanos is actually a lot of fun to play and that yeah, makes yeah. it worse. <laughs> it's like... And it's also, like, like cost prohibitive. Yeah. Uh, and... Yeah. in tokens it's it, there's a lot, lot of, of issues with that card that, that, there's that is, act, there might be more issues with thanos than there are with baron mortal <laughs> absolutely there's no doubt about it they're just it's just not power level isn't one of them yeah 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 um so moving on you seem to target the problem cards by hurting other decks quinjet being the most obvious why not make the stones part of the deck so they don't get the cost reduction disappointed by the quin nerf i've seen this suggestion but oppose in it complicates understanding of what Quinjet and similar card effects. It's technical, technology, technical. Why can't I say technology? Technology, technologically. I can't say the word. Why can't I say the word, guys? I don't know. Tech, technologically weird. Yep, and doesn't match <laughs> intuition. I avoid adding complexity this way. Um, and this was eight hours ago, and he just said like two hours ago that he was closing it down, but. This was kind of what I was getting at earlier, too, is that, like, it made more sense to nerf Quinjet because it just would have been too difficult and too much of a misunderstanding of what Thanos actually is doing to your deck. So, as much as, like, I, it sucks that that's true, but there's clearly I, a reason why they didn't want to do it, you know? And and I touched on this earlier in the show when when I was playing the game where we were talking about this a little bit, like... They're saying you seem to target the problem by hurting other decks. Yeah. Which the is... percentage of times that you actually hurt the other decks by making it minimum one is very, very low. It's not even that it's very low. It's just that at the end, <laughs> the other decks impact on the overall metagame is almost as irrelevant as that particular text. In all right. other cases, aside from Thanos. So what? What I'm 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 having a hard time imagining what actually like got nerfed on any real level besides Thanos by this change. 
and it's like like it's very minimal like the only situation i think that really has changed is when you moon girl she hulk specifically because most of the cards you moon girl don't go to zero right like i guess if i guess if you're on some kind of weird like like you moon girl a demon or you moon girl a saber tooth yeah yeah. saber tooth is zero anyway yeah 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 so it, it's, it's like it's demon super only, super minimal, right? So so these people are just upset that the like their Moon Girl demon deck like got hit a little bit, but the the vast vast majority of games that Quinjet is in play for all the decks that aren't Thanos, this has not changed anything. Next one's for you, Neil. Did you consider how potentially rampant Galactus is going to be now that the one major counter arrow is going to be exercised in most decks. Well, this person doesn't know what Galactus or Arrow does. <laughs> Similarly for Sherry decks, where Taskmaster is always played first before the one drop, one six, meaning Arrow will not be in effect there either. That's actually a, a very interesting note that you can't uh, Arrow the Taskmaster ever, which is, that's a good note. Well, uh, you, you can if they play, if they go She-Hulk Taskmaster. But then sure. they're just making two giant guys and only getting one of them. Sure. But uh, uh, but yeah, I I don't think that uh, this particular I I'm I'm with you the, the like, arrow the arrow change is still good in the Galactus the, period. The arrow the arrow has <laughs> and you know we were talking about this offline like you said I was talking about the yellow jack and then I realized that it doesn't do anything because what you said where essentially every time you're cheating Galactus into play, you couldn't play the yeah. Yellow Jacket because it's either off of yeah, it, Wave or off of it'll only, Electro. It'll only work in the, like, turn six version of Galactus. Right, and even then it's still, like, iffy because you have to have the Yellow Jacket. Um, you have to have the Yellow Jacket. You have to have the correct amount of power on your board that's going to end up in Galactus's lane. You know, like... And, like... Yeah. It it's it's dumb. It's still like the brain dead anti Galactus button, and I don't know what that person's talking about. Like like I I theory crafted that it is a the tiniest buff to the negative man versions of Galactus because you can very potentially like have a two cost Galactus and a low cost something else that's negative and get that pulled. But right. that deck is not very good anyway, and like obviously not part of the meta really. So right. Um. But yeah, I mean, this is just a, a really, really long Twitter thread. Uh, that, I mean, that, that person's point about Galactus is non-zero. Because if, if like less, I said earlier... If less arrows I think, are played, Galactus is doing right. much better. Right. So, so if people overreact to this change, which I think people have the tendency to do, and they stop playing, like, there's a large decrease in arrows, then maybe there'll be an uptick in Galactus. But right. then... That should correct itself, right? In the same fashion, right? I'm not at all concerned with that type of thing. Yeah. But anyway, so I uh, I read this thread for about 25 to 30 minutes before I made an actual comment on it because I wanted to make sure I was asking a question that wasn't already asked. Unlike the 17,000 people asked why Leech wasn't uh, nerfed. Shout out to yep. all. Shout out to all 17,000 of you guys. Uh, I will not shut them out. <laughs> so. I wag my finger how them. difficult is it becoming to manage uh, a balance patch versus designing new cards for the game 
Are there different teams for these? Lastly, how long does a new card design spend in a testing cycle before it was considered ready? Uh, so I asked this question for kind of knowledge about the game in general and how they're attacking the game. What That's is, a good question. What is interesting is um, the response is, I'm sure it varies by person, but I find designing new cards easy so balance is harder. Snap design team manages both balance and new content. How long a card takes varies a lot, but we aim to ensure each card has six weeks to design plus two to find to balance um eight weeks seems like a pretty fair amount of time for a card um i i i'm not upset about those numbers what it depends on it depends on how much testing goes into the creation portion right so what i what i i'm glad that i thought about it for a moment before i hammered glenn back with uh what the hell happened with zabu then because <laughs> Uh, <laughs> snap right back yeah glenn was not uh, on the team during the developmental process of zabu so i can't fault him for that uh <laughs> but yeah if that is the 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 correct terminology for cards moving forward then i would definitely be more um more upset about cards that came out like zabu because there is no way in the hell that Zabu should have made it through eight weeks of testing and no one goes, man, this introduces a like a million play lines that all really suck for the rest of the game, and it makes a ton of cards in the game almost unplayable. So, yeah, uh, it's good to know that this is clearly the path now, and hopefully it stays that way. It's a good answer. I'm... I, the team is small, in my, I think. I think I still think they're like less than 30 people, if I remember correctly. So it doesn't shock me that there isn't two different teams for like team and balance. Um, yeah, for sure. But I imagine it'll get to that at some point. And so there, I mean, it's very possible that Glenn and like a couple other folks are like the the designers, right? So they'll like come up with the the rough draft. Well, actually, and then the, they'll ship I, it off to the playtest team. Right, like so. I, so, like, Glenn is the head of of this particular type of team, right? So, like, I would expect Glenn right. to be working on both of these teams, regardless. But what I right. was not expecting was that saying, like, oh, well, we have ten members of the design team, and all ten of us work on both things. You know? Yeah. It makes sense, but it it, it would also have been like, yeah, well, we have four that are designing, and then six that are testing. Like that would have probably made just as much sense to me. If it's even that high, for what it's worth. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really hard, right? Like, I obviously not knowing the size of their team. Right. Um, I, I, mean, I was you and I. I was <laughs> you and I have designed games, uh, specifically card games with less yeah. people, right? <laughs> right. When when I was when I was lead developer on Solaria, you know, we had four testers maximum. Right. And I like it's probably even less for you when you were running. Uh, protocols no uh for when we well, honestly at like the heyday of our protocols we had about 12 to 14 oh well what during during like the peak of solaria before i was lead uh they were getting like eight or ten yeah um i would say but it was all like voluntary right like oh yeah absolutely everything was voluntary yeah but yeah at, at, like at our peak we probably had I would say at peak, we probably had 16 between designers and testers that were not included, like, that that was, like, that was different than the actual overall player base at peak. So, nowadays, it would be closer to, like, three or four, yeah. Yeah. 
Which also makes and, it unfeasible to correctly balance anything, so. Yeah, I mean, if you're paying those three or four people, like, if right. you, and their job is eight hours a day to right. do that, right, 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 that's right. a little different. Right. And I, you know, I don't know what the size, like, we were talking about the size of Glenn's team. Yeah. So if he has, if he has six people, say, and their whole day job is do that, that's Basically. more than enough as <laughs> long as they're good Their whole day job is do that, and Glenn responds for, on Twitter for eight hours. <laughs> Yeah, but just for one day. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. Uh, uh, but yeah, I think um, I don't know. I think it's I think it's great that we have this, right? I think that it's great that Glenn and others, for what it's for what that matters, like make themselves ability. Like, hey, here's my open forum. Have at it, you know? Oh yeah. Because um, obviously, it, this... just <laughs> just because seventeen thousand people asked about leech and right. all seventeen thousand of those people except well maybe the first guy right like he's like oh nobody's asked about leech yet i should ask about leech maybe like and then the sixteen thousand nine hundred ninety nine others yeah like they're all butthurt that leech has changed 100k views they... <laughs> 100k views on this and i'm not gonna run through this but i'm telling you within like three and a half minutes there was already like five to seven people that had asked about leech and i'm like yeah i'm like no one for one moment took took any opportunity to do what i'm doing right now and read this thread because any one of yep. them would have found the first guy that did it and said oh okay that's my answer i guess i don't have to ask that's not like literally like yeah. you can see he just copies and pastes his previous thing and then it got worse to where he started quoting it like it was just like, yeah it was hysterical it really was it made it gave me a good giggle for sure yeah i mean what you said is absolutely right it's great that they have enough care to make themselves available for questions like this you know it, it would be really easy for glenn and his team to just stay behind the the like social media managers umbrella and you know not do anything until that social media manager said hey you have to answer these questions right but they did they chose to be open and they chose to say like you know ask me anything and just because those 17,000 people don't like the answer they got they still got an answer which is more than you can expect from a lot of teams all right neil about 12 hours from now the next event starts we just ran like a very what was it like i think it was like a 90 minute event um very yeah it was real quick <laughs> it, was about, it was about it was about 90 minutes i think nine, nine players we had like five games played or something yeah, so it wasn't too many, but uh, Thanos brought it home. Um, do you expect in the last art? Or, or, so actually, well, let me do that. Let's 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 look at that real quick, right? So the in the last event we just had just finished uh, Sunday. Um, shout out to Termini who won it, but our top eight uh, in this event was Thanos. Thanos. <laughs> Actually, no. So it was Thanos, Lockjaw, uh, and then this is just a Lockjaw deck without Thanos. This was our Galactus player. Uh, this was the deck that we saw earlier that Jordan was playing, which is like that like uh, alternate destroyer ramp deck type thing. Uh, and then Termini took down the event with Lockjaw. KGB was playing Thanos. Uh, and then our player today, um, Naka, who just won with Thanos, was also playing Lockjaw Thanos. So, uh, seven decks here. One of, one of our players did not fill out a top eight player report, uh, but I believe they were also playing Thanos. 
Uh, seven of eight players were playing Lockjaw. Knowing that information yeah. in the top eight, that seven of eight players were playing Lockjaw, how does that affect your decision uh, of a deck that you are considering playing? I I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about this actually, like for this event. Well, but, it doesn't matter. You're gonna play Glacis I mean, anyway. But I'm I'm trying to ask like a, like if you were not right, right. I so really right. I I was gonna get there. Right, like the there's not really anything you can do to Lockjaw, right? Like you yeah. can like play Doctor Octopus, I guess, kind of sick, but <laughs> that's bad <laughs> i'm you know what i mean like so with the new balance patch i think that i'd argue the that is... I, i'd argue the logic deck got better by the way <laughs> well i was just gonna say like i think thanos is just still the best deck right, at but, least but i'm saying the small information that we have is that the non thanos lockjaw deck got better with this patch because it didn't have space stone or thanos to care about Sure. Yeah. I mean, it. I don't know that it's better than Shuri or the Thanos version because of these changes, but it might be. Uh, I don't have a lot of experience playing the like, like the. Is it like Thor? Is that the one that was in this event? Uh, let me bring up the particular player that won it. Because uh, it was it was non Thanos Lockjaw, right? Yeah. So or... this was the the Thor Dracula version. Um... Right. So. Uh... And it has the Jane Foster, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. So it's just standard, you know. Yeah, I mean I mean Lockjaw is one of those cards that breaks the rules of the game. Yep. It's very powerful. And uh And there's just this not is on... there's not a lot of ways to interact with it. And the best ways right. to interact with it, your deck is really bad. Uh, right. What do like, you, you play like goblins or viper or doc ock? Like, like it's just like the viper like, is whatever, but you have to predict it early. Um, the goblin right. is also whatever, but like debris is also whatever. Like, but the problem with all these cards is that like all these cards are like pretty bad cards, you know. So right. So in the cases that you're playing all these cards we just named, they just get one hit, and that's enough to beat you, yeah. right? Like, well, it's just unless like, you're literally you do like, all this <laughs> stuff and then you still lose to like even a devil dinosaur. You know, <laughs> right? That's yeah. the problem here. Um, and I yeah, think that's, just... that's the core problem with Lockjaw in general. That's why I've started this with this on specific, and I want to end with this: is that I believe that without a doubt, this card is the biggest offender of the game right now. And in our event with 57 players, seven people had Lockjaw their deck. In the person in the event that over the weekend that had 300 plus players, the top four were all lockjaw decks a couple weeks ago with the marvel snap zone event the top four were all lockjaw decks like how many how many of those decks were thanos lockjaw four in this marvel snap zone it was four four for four right on, on okay uh i think the snap fan event was also four for four if i remember correctly so like lockjaw thanos has been running shop everywhere but the point is that even when you don't have thanos the best decks in the game right now are looking like lockjaw decks so that's why it's in I'm blown away that this card got zero interaction. Like essentially ignored. Like just lit like we could talk about the reasons why you ignore Sherry, and I think they're all pretty warranted. But the reasons to ignore the series three card that everyone on the planet has access to for like ever now makes no sense to me. 
the card is clearly a problem card and anyone that doesn't think that is like they're, they're they're i just i think they're just wrong this card is just zabu it's zabu that you like been, that's been in the game for it's literally it's just zabu like i don't know how you can yeah, think of it any it's... other any other way it's Zabu that, like, misses 20% of the time or something, Awesome, right? and then you retreat for a cube, and you don't give a fuck. Like, I, no, I, <laughs> I'm not, you know what I'm, I'm not saying that you're wrong, I'm just, like, like, the reason, the reason that they don't want to hit this card, and this is, this is speculation, I don't actually know this, but they seem to like the gambling effects in this game. Sure. Like, that's just something, like, like even the core mechanic of the game, where you snap and retreat, like it's all just gambling. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. And so, but the they problem like is, these, is that these high roll cards like this, 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 that, that doesn't exist, unfortunately, at a three cost card, and that's the problem. Right. Like, like Jubilee and Dracula are are, are similar type effects, not as powerful, but like. Right. Uh, I mean, Dracula. They, we we could make an argument that Dracula in some way could be just as much of a problem as lockjaw but there are more ways to interact with dracula than there are with lockjaw i agree and the ones that interact with dracula are better than the cards that interact with lockjaw correct like i i'm not saying you're wrong i'm i'm just trying to come up with any reason why they have chosen to take this path and not even like address the lockjaw cuz i'm like you i think lockjaw's it's, much more of a problem than leech it's just zabu it's the card is zabu <laughs> like... um yeah i mean like i said it's like zabu that fails 20 percent of the time but right. you get multiple shots at it so it's like not going to fail every time right uh like and said, so the, the problem is, is the games that it fails cost you so little right and that's the problem and <laughs> Because you have control over like the risk involved, right? And because it's an early game card, you have extra control over the risk involved. Yep. It uh, the games that you you know you hit the wasp and the jubilee as your last card on the lockjaw, like you just don't care. Yeah. You know, even in battle mode, you don't care. You just like yeah. retreat. Yeah, yeah. And um, it feels bad. That's all. That's all I meant. But anyway, so back to our original question here, right? Uh, if you're not playing Lockjaw, and you are not playing Galactus, <laughs> uh, you know, are are you confident with Sherry? Do you make any changes the, to like your generic Sherry deck, or do you think the card? You, know, you think do you still think it's just straight up good enough? I, I would, I would not make changes to my Sherry deck based on the patch. Right. Like, I will go in knowing that things have changed and it's a little worse. Right. But like we talked about, I don't think the difference between 26 and 30 is a big deal. No. I don't think the arrow, like, like the arrow nerf is a nerf, but she's right. still good. Right. I think that uh, the Taskmaster nerf is a little bit of a nerf, but still good. What? The She-Hulk nerf is a little bit of a nerf, but still good. Like, I, the deck, like you were saying, you you put it perfectly earlier when you said, like, the core play pattern has not changed. And and it's still it's, that core still play, seems good. That core play pattern against basically any core play pattern in the game, I think, is the best thing you could be doing. Like I just those games that you play those five cards in that order, I I just it is so hard for you to lose, so hard. Like there needs to be like several things that go wrong in order for you to right. lose. Right. 
And it's a deck that allows you to play cards that like beat the decks that beat you, right? Like, yeah. So you were saying like, what could go wrong? Well, like I can tell you if those are the cards you play, like I want to play against you with Galactus, but I usually don't like playing against that deck with Galactus because it gets to play Cosmo, it gets to play Arrow, you know, it just it has the answers as well as that good core. Right. But, like, the point is that even if any one of those cards um, don't feel good enough, you can just very easily slot it in. Like I said, it, like even a Captain Marvel. Like, a Captain Marvel at 12 power that just flies around the board wherever it has to at the end of the game to win is still really good. Like, the vision at 14 power that you move wherever you want, it's still really good. So it's like the fact that even if uh, all of these nerfs were a sum total, you know, um, I just it, I, I just disagree. At the end of the day, like the the pl natural play pattern of that deck doesn't even involve arrow. That's the real truth here. Is that 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 card is only played in situations where it was absolutely busted. So now you're just like, okay, I don't have this card that's absolutely busted. I'll just play, a, a, like like I said, I'll just play vision. Where now now my vision just has to make my opponent play a guessing game, even on more of the odds of the outcome of the game. You know, so that's where that's where I go with it. It's just like. The deck's still very oppressive. Bye, Neil. <laughs> My internet died back in a minute. Okay. Um, yeah. You're back. Uh, so I think that's, like, the real problem here is that, like, that deck, to me, although we got all those hits, is still one of the best decks in the game. So, like, that probably doesn't change. Now, granted, here's the crazy thing. 57 players in our last event. Only two people registered Sherry. Really? Only two people registered Sherry. That's kind of crazy. It's pretty wild, right? But, fun fact. So, underplayed deck. I'd probably play it, if I'm just saying. If you're a Sherry enthusiast, that's a good card to play. Um, I'm trying to think, like, you know, honestly, if there was anything else that really stands out to me, that... I mean, obviously, like, ironically, uh, Teenage Negasonic, or Nega, Negasonic Teenage Warrior is an answer to Lockjaw. If you're guess you're fifty fifty correct. How does it interact with Lockjaw? Uh, so if you have priority and you play Negasonic on the lane that plays Lockjaw, it would destroy oh, the you, Lockjaw. Oh, you just mean you just mean it kills the Lockjaw. Right, yeah, right. Okay. But I'm saying like if that happens, you just win cubes, right? Like, you know. What Probably. I'm saying? All right, that's what like, I would say. I assume so. Why can't I see this? I don't know. Let's just go to this page. Maybe they removed it for now because of the new patch. Um, now yeah, obviously I, this is all undetermined, but let's just put it to this and try and be as accurate as possible. Um, I've already said this earlier, like the Devil Dinosaur deck feels like a good deck to play if I don't have Sherry. Uh, like if I don't have all the tools of Sherry, which is even impossible, because I think like even versions of Sherry that do not include Red Skull and that do not include even like a She-Hulk, like a, you can still just play Vision, you can still just play any other good static yeah. card and like you're still effective and most of the time that's still more than what devil dinosaur will be on his best days so that's like if you have sherry you're just playing a sherry deck um the monarch discard is i think it's fine but you know you're playing into a world where like you're hoping that leech doesn't exist right turn your video back on neil i thought i did oh maybe you did i just didn't register oh there it is no there you're back um so where'd it go there we go 
Yeah, I mean, if even if like eighty percent of the decks are lockjaw, and I'm I'm just going off the the data that you gave a couple minutes uh, ago. It was like. 55% of the field in our last event were Lockjaw decks. Right, but the top 8 was like just a ridiculous amount of Lockjaw decks. It was 7 seven, out of 8. 7 out of 8, yeah. Yeah, so if all the good decks are Lockjaw decks, like playing decks that are bad against Leech is bad. Mm -hmm. I, <laughs> yeah. That's just kind of it. Yep. I'd, I would avoid that. Um yeah, I think it's rough. I just think it's it's uh it's an unfortunate thing. Like uh you know, it's come up in the past like why do I want to play different formats and battle modes? It's because of this. It's because of the worry that I honestly it's too late to do it now, right? But it's a world where I'm fearful that the balance didn't do anything, so we're just going to be playing in basically the same event, and I don't ever really want that to be true. Because I think that if the game is stale at a ladder aspect, and it's also stale at a battle mode aspect, then it's probably not a very fun game to play, and that's a bit of a worry. So I'm hoping the balance patch did make it fair enough to make other decks feel better and more successful, but the core worry yeah, here is that the best decks are still just the best decks. And it's hard to foresee what's going to happen, because right. there's a tendency among the among every community that when changes are made, everyone treats it as the Wild West and just flips it all on its head and they just kind of like, there's a change made. I bet this other stuff is good, right? Even right. even though, you know, we kind of think it's not. Uh, but that should settle after a week or two. And, you know, in this case, it might not even take that long. Um, and we just hope it doesn't settle back into the same thing. You know, I, I think for the first week or so, people will be trying new stuff, but yeah, I that's... agree with you that I don't think it's changed much. <laughs> that's like the, um, that's why I wanted buffs. <laughs> because like, yeah, I think yeah. I think the nerfs were necessary that that happened because you don't want to buff every card to the, you know, to the moon. But the fact that you only got nerfs <clears throat> and it wasn't kill you nerfs right like none of these nerfs are this deck is now unplayable right like that's just a fact so when you don't do those things and all you're doing is like interacting with small percentages of like the five to ten percent percentiles then i don't think it's actually moving the game in a like a particular direction it's just evening it out a little bit more which is fine but in terms of a meta game if i've spent 300 games playing you know sherry whatever and there goes, oh, well, you have three nerfs to your deck, but it's still 40% or 45% against the field. I'm probably still just going to play the Sherry deck, right? Like, you know, like, right. it, it, well, whereas when you have buffs, at least now you go, okay, well, this got nerfs XYZ, but these cards got buffs. So there's actually something for me to look at and, like, attempt yeah. to, to mess so, around with. Well, let me let me ask you this then. Yeah. Uh, kind of along the conversation we had earlier and, and this subject. What is a card that you would pick to buff that could potentially like add an archetype or even like just kind of a like a meta hoser to what we currently have? If you could pick like one or two cards, because it's not Baron Mordo, right? Like, like I said, I don't think spending the energy on these bad cards where we want to be, but like, what's a card that's like 
in the 25th percentile or something that's close that we could get there. I mean, the problem is, um, is that it could be any of the cards and that, and this is, this is, it's a, it's a hodgepodge answer, but it's the truth is that the world that we live in with this being a digital game and the ability to just like literally change and alter how leader works overnight. Uh, I don't feel that any of these cards are in a particular place. I feel like on this particular uh, notice with Lockjaw is that Lockjaw is the core problem and its ability to do its thing and the lack of any which way to interact with it outside of like Professor X, which is two turns late in most cases, or Galactus being able to remove the entire lane that it didn't matter what their cards did as long as they didn't leech you. Um, you know, there's a lot of those things that go into that. I think you would need new cards or you would have to alter cards to add additional ways to prevent player, like Spider-Man effects. And essentially like maybe if Spider-Man is a three cost card that you now also make a 50, 50 on the lockjaw lane. So you push them back a lane and a turn, you know, where they can't just be like, oh, I'm just going to always have this thing. Um, or like a Polaris, like something along the lines of Polaris at four cost that moves a three cost card or less. Right. I mean, um, there's there's lots of things we could talk about. Like, but that's like my you're point, right. If, there was, that, if there's a place that moves a lock or whatever. So you, so you don't have any of these things in the game right now. That's kind of my point. Right. I mean, but but what you're talking about is either new card design so not not a buff like a new card design even even right. if it's like leader right like the leader change that they did was essentially designing a new card right right or nerfs because you're trying to nerf lockjaw so right. i mean maybe maybe it can't be done like maybe lockjaw is that much of a problem but well, in general yeah. like like i like do you think if devil dino was a five five Something like that, like because it also has it to remain it, in line. It with, puts it closer. Like it has to remain in line with the nerfs they've been doing, which for the most part they have gone soft on the nerfs. Right. And it's it's just little power increments. So if we're talking about buffs like that, right. Then I mean, you there's know, a bunch of like subtle things that could be done that I think are in line with other things, but I don't know that any of them change the outcome of it's likely better to play the lottery with lockjaw than it is to try and consistently build a deck that doesn't have lockjaw that's kind of what you it think feels like. you think that that's true both for ladder climbing and for battle mode i think well i think for ladder mode it's absolutely true i don't think there's even a debate i agree i agree i don't think i don't think there's a debate at all that like there's just no reason to it's the the cost to retreat in a game is so low Whereas the cost to win in the game is so high. So when you low roll, you just walk away and it's not a big deal. Uh, in battle mode, you can only do that a certain amount of times. So it is... I, I would like to believe that it would be harder to play it in battle mode. However, all of the results would say that I would, I'm blowing smoke out my ass. Because all of the results for all of these big gigantic events are Lockjaw decks winning, winning events. So... Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I don't I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I, I was just curious because you were advocating for buffs and like I'm absolutely advocating for I was buffs just, and I think like what if they made Shuri cost four? Shuri does cost or not, four. Sorry, not, not Shuri. Uh Sarah cost four. 
I mean, it all it, it would completely alter the game. And there's no doubt about it. Well, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm asking. Is I don't that know too much. Probably, yeah. I would have to believe so. Okay. Because that to me that's it's fundamentally different than making lockjaw calls for, but it's still right. Again, like the the goal is to find a buff we could do that would have an effect. Right. And right. I don't. I don't think that would be healthy for the game. I don't. I don't either. I, I'm yeah. just. I'm trying to think of something that's like an archetype that's close to good. I, ironically, and a, a meaningful change we could make to increase the power of a card. I, I, the the I would go to discard. Uh, if anything, I would I would try and make. Okay. I would try and make another card that is actively good with discard, or honestly, maybe. And you or... don't think that stature is good enough? No, I think stature is good enough. I just don't think there's enough support to play stature. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess the only thing that really triggers it is. It's Moon Knight, Black so. Bolt, Black Bolt, and Moon Knight. That's it. They're yeah, the but Black Bolt sucks. Right, but like so. What if they make Black Bolt cost four? No, if they make Black Bolt cost five, have ten power, and discard any card instead of the lowest card, I think you're closer. So if he just said, I'm, I'm in for that. If you just discard a card at random, I still think he needs a power buff, no matter what. No matter what, I don't give a shit if he can be Shang Chi. That does, that's not important. I would rather him be able to be Shang Chi and be ten power and force my opponent to have Shang-Chi than only be 8 power. Um, that's where I go with him. But I think you need another card. I think that that deck needs another card in general that forces your opponent to discard, and it probably needs to be before the Lockjaw play. Like, you probably need a mini Black Bolt, in all honesty. So, like, you can get the Lockjaw early. Uh, I think that would be huge. If that's what we're really looking for, yeah. we're looking for some card in the game that's in the discard. Well, then we we just need a mini leech. We need like a like a two two that leeches one card. I mean, you can do that too, I guess, but that's still if you don't if it if it doesn't specifically hit the lockjaw, then you just they just play. Oh, yeah, that. but they just if play it's that. a random discard, it's the same thing. Well, the random discard affects it also because it it it, it lowers the amount of cards they have in their hand to actually oh, use the lockjaw. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But if it was specifically you know, hit the lowest card in your opponent's hand, then there's a chance that you either A, you're hitting the lockjaw, or B, you're hitting the card that they're going to lockjaw, you know? Uh, yeah, the, White Bread says in your chat that they should change the lockjaw to be ongoing. I mean, I said that um, I said that six weeks ago uh, in, <laughs> in my in my changes video. I, I, I think it helps, but I don't think... The problem is that, like, it helps, but then the cards that you're playing are still... Right, you're 50-50 like, with Rogue, or you're, like, a turn late with Enchantress... Or you're a turn late with Rogue also. Like, you're still just late, you know? Like, either, like you said, either you have to be behind in priority, which even if you are at that point, they might be playing Wasp and they're getting a value out of it already, etc. Yeah. Uh, or you miss the Rogue in general, or you have to be behind on Rogue, and on top of being behind on Rogue, you're on top of, it's you're giving them a whole their turn to do it again if you don't have priority still. So, like, I don't, I thought it was a good thing to do earlier, I don't think it's enough. I think the problem is, at the end of the day, the card has to cost four. That's my honest opinion. Yeah. If you're going to nerf Lockjaw, it just has to be four power. And any any of these any of these things we're talking about, like even if it's like like a pseudo buff to a card that's good against Lockjaw, it's still essentially just a Lockjaw nerf. We haven't really right, right, right. moved moved to the stage where we're like making no. a buff that's meaningful. Because and like don't be wrong, there is, and but this is the problem. This is why I keep saying it's Zabu. Is that Zabu told everybody in the game that cost reduction is the best thing to be doing in the game. So when you start looking at the scope of the game, you see Sarah. Sarah costs five. If she goes to four, she's probably broken in half. 
Uh, Quinjet costs one, but it has a lot of weird restrictions, and they just... Yeah, you got hoops to jump through. Right. Zabu is now a two, and now instead of being able to reduce, like, 14 cost of power, he can only reduce, like, six, I think. Like, it's a huge... It was a huge nerf. Granted, Zabu is still a very playable card at what it does. Yeah, it's... Zabu... Um, The Zabu nerf was great. It, 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 It... stopped the stupid stuff but kept him relevant right uh the problem with it at the end of the day is when you look at what everything that lockjaw represents he represents exactly what zabu was doing it's the same thing the ability to trade a zero cost to trade up to a six cost three times in a game or a five cost or whatever whatever you're trading up as long as you're trading up you're winning this value and on top of that you get three chances to do it and most of the time you only need one uh, and yeah. that's the sick thing. So that that's where it all goes crazy is that when you start looking at it of what Lockjaw is naturally doing to the game and why it's so effective, it's because of the cost of cards. The, any moment that you can say, on turn three, I can play my six cost, you're breaking so many barriers of the game, it's unbelievable. And that's the core issue here. Like, you yeah, know? I mean, so you read a bunch of the... Uh, um... You read a bunch of the questions today on that thread. Yeah. How many of them address Lockjaw? No one. Okay. So, I mean, this this is the other half of these. Right. Is you have to take into account what the fan base wants. Sure. So, like, and if they are... Yeah, but if that's the case, then why are we nerfing Leech? Right? Like, it's the same, I mean, it's I... the same <laughs> argument, right? Kind of, I. It's the same argument from the way that you and I look at it. <laughs> okay, but sure. it's a different argument from what and and there's a large percentage of of the community, like of the player base, that, like I said, they only care about what they're doing. They want to do big explosive things, and they want their cards to do things. So Lockjaw is very much that kind of card, mm-hmm. and leech is the antithesis of that mm-hmm. so they're they're looking at it purely from a fun goals perspective and not from a meta balance perspective and sure. i don't know what's correct i've i've always been a proponent that like competitive will always but, drive the game forward yes and that making the changes with competitive in mind doesn't affect the like casual fun element of it like the it, casuals no. think that it does no it doesn't like they can still just do whatever they want and they can still just play for fun right and they just they're just more emotionally attached to it it's the same thing and it's like oh we need an unranked mode no you don't like you don't like it once again we're talking about a cube here like if you lose a game because of a cube you lose a game because of a cube it's you don't need right some but unranked they, mode but but they want an unranked mode because they want to play through turn six and see what happens all right then go play battle then, then just go play battle mode and and I agree with you, but I, but like, like this is the thing is like, I talk about it all the time on the bus, and I always get flagged for it. And I don't understand why because I'm trying to be very inclusive. Mm-hmm. Like, if your goal is to play the game to have fun, do it. Do what makes you have fun. Right. And if if they're advocating for that unranked mode or whatever, where like-minded people can play there casually and they can just do their dumb deck stuff against each other and they have fun, I'm all for that. Yeah, sure. Like like good for them. And and if if Fat Shark decides that that is a large enough portion of their player base and it will increase their well profit number one or just even like their number of interactions with the game as number two, then they should do it. Right. But 
like nothing that we've been talking about takes anything away from those people no. right like unfortunately this is like a facts versus feelings kind of situation where those people are more likely to be emotionally invested in the game right and they feel attacked or hurt when they're the things that they like change more than we do because when we see the nerfs we're gonna have a long-winded like uh, you know technical conversation about it right. on stream right and and they know it changes them at the end of the day you know? we just and play they're the not cards. they're gonna get upset they're gonna say like i don't want to get leashed anymore you sure. know sure yeah and i get it I, I totally get it but at the same time it's just like it's like you said in, in every card game there will be the best cards and there will be the worst cards and in it's just a, yep. an ever it's a never-ending cycle of rotation of what those card what those 10 cards are uh, right and and rotation is the word that's is a good word for it because it shouldn't be bans like the leader thing was essentially a ban right yeah, like, yeah yeah basically like they just nerfed him to unplayability and that's not what you want we no. i like their small incremental changes right because for the most part they're you know we're moving stuff around we're working with these pieces and trying to make it better rather than just like oh well this is obviously the best thing. Ban Thanos. Right. Then, well, now Galactus is the best thing. Ban Galactus. Now Sarah's the best thing. Ban Sarah. You know, right, that is a right. cycle you can't get out of. No. And, like, we, d we don't want that to be how it works. I agree. But I also, you know, the other side of that coin is I don't want to make Baron Mordo better. I, like, <laughs> I, I want to find a card. I, I think that the Sandman thing was close. Right, yeah. they they took a card that pseudo makes an archetype, and they buffed it in a way, hoping to affect the meta. And I think if it if that happened in a non lockjaw meta, in a non Thanos meta, it actually would have been a shakeup. Right. So we need something like that, that yeah. actually like, because that wasn't that was a real buff, right? Like that. <laughs> I mean, yes and no. I guess there's people that say that it wasn't, but those people are crazy and probably wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying the card went from literally unplayable to at least it's in decks that hit infinite now. So I don't know where this yeah. argument was that it made my Ronin deck worse. Uh, because they're upset because they wanted to curve out into Ronin. Right, and spoiler that, alert, that literally is that there's one guy that thinks that, and it's that same guy that wrote about Baron Mordo on the thing today. <laughs> probably, and the spoiler alert is is that um, Ronin is still very bad even with Master Molt. So, yeah, um, is it? I yeah, I don't know what like he seems not good. But... I, I yeah no no he's not good. <laughs> it's not it's not it's definitely not meta changing. Um. Well, obviously, it's not meta changing. What can it beat and what can't it beat? Like, what? Where's the pocket that it sits in? I don't know. Is is there a is there a tier five on the meta list? Like, I you know what I'm saying? Like, it it's definitely a tier fun, even in, in probably in its best form. Okay. It's, no yeah, one has cracked the code yet, and everything that I have watched has been strung with mediocrity. And my favorite part is is the people that have put like Ronin and Master Mold into decks that just have Sherry and Arrow and they're like, oh look, this deck succeeded. It's like, no, most of your wins game because you were playing Sherry or Arrow. Like Right. How many has, how many games did Ronin it, do anything? I, I would love to know how many games that you felt that you actually won because you played Master Mold and Ronin, because the answer is little. Like very little. So um but yeah, that's fine. Right? It is it is what it is. Card all cards can't be the best cards. Is it better or worse than Hazmat? I would 
man. This, gonna, might, this might piss people your, off. Gonna... This, this might piss people, <laughs> people off. I think it's worse than Hazmat. I think Hazmat's actually closer. Okay. I mean, I don't know, so I... Specifically in that matchup, Hazmat is definitely probably better because you won't have any cards in your hand. Sure. Or you'll just have the four cards in your hand and then... It just isn't good. But anyway. Whiteboard's Whitebread says worse in chat. Yeah, it's I mean. It's not good. It's just not. It sounds worse to me, mostly. I just. It's I'm just curious. Good. Like. I, I, uh, I, I. It's not good. It's just not. But I don't know. Is there. So, like. I, I know you did a whole thing on Master Bowl. And I haven't watched it yet because uh, I've been very busy. I try to watch all your videos, but. Thank you. Uh, I don't know what. Like, Master Bowl just feels very powerful just because I think that. He's... Cheap cheap cards that have a reasonable effect are good. He's another one that's just a the the archetype just continuously will need things to be good. Right, and like I, so I it just... needs a bunch of future brains. You, like, you don't think that like I think all the prison cards are kind of trash. They're they're, like, they're they're just they're mediocre and there's we kind of went we kind of went through the list where you're we talking about the things that were good against Lockjaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and they and all just kind of so... suck. Well, the prison deck is supposed to be good against Lockjaw, and it is, but even then, it's only some of the time. And then yeah. the problem is, is that it's bad against so many things that, like, you can't yeah. ever actually warrant playing it. And that's that's the problem. It's like... And that, that, this is the real truth. Is like, I love when people send me the screenshots, like, oh, look what happened with this prison deck. It's like, okay, that was the one time in the last 12 games that that deck did the thing. Right. Send, send, the, <laughs> send the screenshot of the amazing victory along with the, like, snap stats. Right, right. And then we'll, we'll pay attention, let, right? Let, like... me, let, me see that, <laughs> let me see that 28% win rate on that deck, all right? Let me... Yeah, how many, how many cubes did you lose today? Uh, let me see but, the... But again, like, yeah. like, I was playing battle mode with my friend Adam the other day, and he was playing... Uh, essentially all the prison cards, right? Because yeah. he's like, I think these cards are cool. And I'm like, they're cool. Yeah. You know? They just suck. Like, like they, they are interesting. It's like an interesting design space for the game. Yeah. But it's not good. Because it... I, I... He's like, you should play you should play Thanos. And I'm like, okay, I'll play Thanos. I didn't know what I was running into. Sure. You know? And so I played the meta Thanos Lockjaw deck. And, like, he took me to two cubes or whatever in the battle mode. Yeah. But I still just beat him. Right. Like, because he, he stopped me a couple times from lockjawing with his debris or whatever, and then, uh, like, I don't uh, know. Hey, um, you should, uh, <laughs> White Bread, you should go to the YouTube channel and check out Negasonic Warhead that was released yeah. today, <laughs> and you'll understand what that card now exists. <laughs> yep. He, he has described... You, you described the card that was released today. You're getting incredibly close to the card that was literally released today. <laughs> I mean, like, solving the lockjaw problem, I think, is hard. I think it's difficult. Maybe, maybe just... making it cost four is enough. I. I mean... It just seems like in line with everything else they've done when it comes to the way ramp works in the game. Even Electro basically works that way, right? Like, in Electro's theory, busted. Right, but like, like, but it's like it's restrained busted, right? Yeah. Right. That's my point. Is that Lockjaw is basically Electro with no restraints. Right. They 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 count the gambling as a downside. Right, right. Like, and so and, they... and I would 
I would agree to that if there was more cost involved. The problem is that yeah. there's not more cost involved. What we need to move to a state of the game where they start like printing cards that add cubes to your risk as a downside. Sure. Like like anti cards. Sure. And I then think, we can uh, just like add a cube anti to that was like um, Mephisto's original card was like double the stakes of the game or some shit. I'm like, what? That's insanity. Yeah, he was like a 6-0 that like if you win, you win double. Yeah, I mean, thank God he's not in the game and probably won't do that because it seems absolutely bonkers dumb. But well, um, I don't know. I just think that uh, I they, just... they should just they should print like a like a one six that like puts up two cubes or something. I mean. There should risk, just, risk for I you think, only. I think this is an easy one, but I think there should be a location that automatically snaps the game. That'd be cool. This feels like a lay, it feels like a layup to me that it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I just think that uh, I just worry that, like I said, that the changes today are they're great, but in the end, it won't shock me if next week we're sitting here talking about the meta and virtually nothing changed and that's kind of depressing at the end of the day yep we'll see i i i can't tell you you're wrong so well i had a very fun time talking to you this evening sir but yeah uh, it, was. it was been, this is a long stream but it was a good one we we have been streaming for almost four hours we have been recording this quote podcast for just yeah. under two hours Who's... So who's yeah. gonna listen to this? I don't know, but I'll take it on the uh, on the watch time for the for everything. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, it was fun. Uh, I'm sorry you didn't win the event tonight because you played a bad Galactus deck. And, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't even just normal Galactus bad. It was like it was double bad. bad. It was bad. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as I as it could have been, but it was bad. Did you ever play the Zola? Uh, I snapped on turn five when I played a ten power. Uh-huh. Nimrod uh -huh. with Zola in hand and he retreated, so I okay. didn't get to. Alright. Does that count as playing it? Like Yeah, man. Congrats, Drew. Shout out to you. Um I also think I'm trying to think of anyone else that I know that hit infinite this week. Um Nemi hit infinite for the first time. Nice. Bunch of the community members hitting infinite, which is awesome. Drew, yeah. uh did you hit it with that surfer deck that you posted? Because I'll probably share that in a moment when the when we're done streaming here, but Definitely sweet. Definitely shout out. I actually have a surfer breakdown coming out in the coming days. So definitely sweet to see him hit it. But uh, that is going to be all for this one, boys. Uh, if you stuck it all the way through this, uh, shout out to you guys. We had a bunch of chatter in, in Twitch today from Bravo and a couple of new friends, a couple of new followers. Oh, look at that. Drew uh, has been a fan of me for, what, three years now, Drew? You just follow the Twitch channel? You son of a bitch. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you take it back right now. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want your pity follows. But <laughs> that's going to be it for tonight, boys. I am going to rest my voice and be ready to uh, hang out again tomorrow night. So adios. See you guys later. Good night, everybody.